up your wine game. I'm going to spend the next couple minutes with you trying to do all I can to help up your wine game. And today we're going to taste um, a Cremant. Cremant Balsas Sparkling Rosé. Um, what is that? Well, Alsace, obviously, um, or maybe not obviously, is a region, a zone in France uh, that borders Germany. Um, a Cremant is a type of sparkling wine, not usually as fizzy as, say, a Champagne, um, but bubbly, um, and this happens to be a tremendous value. I also want to talk about rosé. A lot of people um, don't know how rosé becomes rosé. So again, in an attempt to up everybody's wine game, I'll talk a few minutes about why rosé is pink, how it gets pink, and then we'll talk about the sparkling wine um, from from Cremant, from, from Alsace, um, the style it's made in, and why for under 20 bucks, this wine rocks. So let's get started. So why is rosé pink? Well, let's do it like this. Um, a lot of people think that you get either start with pink grapes, squeeze it, and out comes pink juice. No, no, no. That is incorrect. Um, rosé, or a lot of people think maybe you take some white wine and you take some red wine, mix it, uh, getting pink wine. No, no, no. Rosé is pink because of this. You start out with red grapes. You squeeze said red grapes into the tank, right? And if you were to just take even Cabernet Sauvignon, squeeze it, the juice is clear, right? It doesn't start out red. Take your red grapes, put it in a tank, squeeze it, and then you let the red skins, right, bleed into the juice, which over time starts to turn it, go towards red. Think of it as if you took a, uh, you had a laundry load of white clothes, but you put one red towel, new red towel, into the washing machine with it on high heat. And you wash those bad boys, right? And you go, and at the end of the cycle, you look into your washing machine and you see that all of your white clothes now are pink, all right? That is the same basic concept. Ingo Red Grapes starts out as clear juice over time, right? Anywhere from hell couple hours to a couple weeks, that juice starts to turn the color of the grapes. The longer you let the red wine or the red skin sit on the juice, the deeper the color will become. So basically with rosé, everybody in the pool, certain amount of time, depending on the grape, extract, you name it, there are a lot of different variations. When it gets to the color and the sugar level and everything else you want, Outcomes, they basically just separate the skins from the juice, and voila, you have pink wine. Um, it's just that simple. So a lot of times people say, well, I like, um, you know, rosés that are deep, you know, cherry red almost. Um, and some say, well, I only like the ones that are lighter in color in the whole bit. Here's something you need to know. The color of rosé has absolutely zero bearing zero bearing on the taste. The color can be anything from a pale salmon color, just very lightly colored, down to a super um, light red, 
um, or deep pink uh, color like that Sophia that there's a Coppola rosé comes in comes in like an amphora clear bottle it's a deeply deeply colored wine very light bodied um, not a lot going on okay fine there are wines that uh, like decoy decoy makes a rosé out of Syrah from California about 17 bucks 16 bucks delicious not a whole lot of color to it right it's a fairly light salmon pink color but intense, refreshing, there's some weight to it, beautiful wine, decoy, you can find it at your grocery store, 17 bucks, really, really good. That Coppola stuff, super dark color for a rosé, not a lot going on, not my favorite, but whatever. Anyway, we're going to taste here, um, because i tell you what, we also can't talk about rosé without talking about the versatility that you get from rosé. Again, here is Fizz for under $20 from France um, that you could put this, you could have this with friggin' sushi. You could have this with uh, veal scallopini. You could have this um, with a cheeseburger. I mean, you could have this with a steak. You could have this... I mean, the list goes on and on. Lots of versatility here. Um, guys especially have a, have a problem with buying rosé. I don't quite get it. Um, you know, if you're in a pinch and you're, you know, date, whatever, and you need a go-to and you need a safe bet and you don't know what the hell you're looking for, frick, rosé. A good rosé, especially fizz, versatility out the wazoo. Whether you're going chilling at the beach and you want a bottle of wine or you're having dinner at home, fizz rosé is the way to go. Don't need to spend big money on champagne. We'll cover that later. But Cremant d'Alsace, this one from Lucien Albrecht, friggin' fantastic value. Easy drinking. Let's see what's going on. So it's like ripe peach and strawberry and 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 some um, ripe nectarine stuff going on here. Oh, man. A hint of earthiness, but nothing... I mean, everything appealing. I mean, very clean, uh, very refreshing nose on it. Friggin' delicious. While this would be considered dry, there's a gang of fruit to it. Not to be confused with sweet. This is not a sweet wine, but it's fruity. Um, rosé in general, when we're talking fizz, tends to show you more upright upfront fruit than does a non-rosé sparkling wine. This is impeccably balanced. Um, you really can't ask for more um, for an under $20 rosé fizz. Again, the versatility with, with rosé is unbelievable, even if we're not talking about fizz, even if we're just talking about still rosé. Um, it pairs with friggin' everything. Again, I when I worked retail, I recommended or suggested rosé a lot, women would go for it, fine, all the time. Guys are like, well, I don't really want to buy rosé. Get over yourselves, guys. Seriously. Um, you know, if you're coming in asking for help, and, and I'm suggesting a rosé with whatever your event or your function, um, you, you know, trust me. Like, nobody's going to make fun of you um, for getting rosé. It what it, It's what works. It, it's what is where the value is. Um, tastes great. Um, get to know it. I would recommend highly 
that, that people spend more time looking at good rosé. That said, there's a lot of bullshit rosé out there because it has become so popular. Hell, when I got, um, I worked at a retailer in New York, Sherry Lehman Wines and Spirits, in 1992. Yeah, in 92. Rosé on the East Coast, in the Northeast, um, like most imported wines, was a huge deal already in the summer, out in the Hamptons. People would suck down rosé like it was going out of style. Um, you know, this store where I worked, they had, uh, you know, Blue Ribbon Special. They would haul a van out to the Hamptons on the weekends during the summer only. Um, and where people would just go to town on rosé. Um, why? Well, rosé tends to, at least French rosé, was a much more popular uh, gig, if you will, um, back in the East primarily because imports, imported wine in general was much more popular. Huge ethnic community in the Northeast, obviously, a lot of Italians, a lot of French immigrants, the whole on and on and on. They were used to drinking imports as opposed to in California, where primarily here we drink a bunch of California wine. Um, you know, I was kind of weaned on Italian wine early on, so that's my jam, but bone dry rosé from Provence um, ruled the day back in uh, back in New York in the 80s and 90s, along with some rosé that were made literally out on Long Island, hugely popular as well, Wolfer Estate being probably the most popular. Um, so rosé is not a novita um, for people um, on the East Coast, but over the past like five years here down in SoCal, we're primarily, look, in the summer, we love our beer and we love our tequila. We, you know, we love our margaritas. We, we've got our craft beer. We are the craft beer scene in, in, in America. Um, so, you know, wine is, is still kind of coming along in, in SoCal anyway, but Rosé over the past couple of years has just gone batshit crazy. That said, there's a lot of shit in the market. Um, a lot of crap from California because they got into the game because they saw that it was selling. Um, there's a lot of crap that people started importing from wherever in the world um, because it was cheap and they wanted to get in the game. That's it. I would highly recommend, um, and, it, and it's kind of shocking. You go into any grocery store, um, and it's rare uh, to find a dry rosé or rosé period from Italy. I will be the first to tell you. Um, in fact, like here's one from Labrandi. These guys are in uh, Calabria, uh, the toe of the boot of Italy. Tremendous rosé. If you find a rosé uh, from southern Italy at your grocery store, I would go out on a limb and and buy it. Chances are it's going to be under 15 bucks, and it's going to be absolutely delicious. I don't know why, um, you know, basically Italy has, you know, ceded the market to France when it comes to um, rosé. But let me tell you, um, there is rosé coming out of Spain and Italy that rocks, usually between 10 and 15 bucks, if not less. Um, and it's every bit as good, if not better, than what you see flooded at the stores that comes from, from Provence. You know, I get it. People know the area, uh, you know, south of France. Uh, you know, it's got the lore and the whole bit behind it. But if you're just looking for solid rosé, uh, you definitely have to look at uh, central to southern Italy, as well as, uh, as Spain, because they are crushing it as well. So, again, this is a brute... Rosé from Lucien Albrecht um, from the Alsace region of France. Highly recommend this um, for uh, under $20 fizz. Um, it, it does not disappoint. 
it's very versatile at the table or if you're just sitting around having a glass of sparkling wine, get to know it. I hope this has been helpful and interesting. Um, please subscribe to the channel if you have a chance. It's right there. The button's right there. Go ahead and, and, and pound it for me. And um, any questions, hit me up at info at upyourwinegame.com. And I'll have more details soon with my cheat sheet that's coming out, which will be like just a little one-pager that I'll do monthly that will tell you about the wines new in your stores, Costco, Trader Joe's, grocery store, the whole bit, um, what to buy, what I would not buy, just as importantly, um, all for less than a cup of coffee a month. So anyway, thank you, uh, and I'll see you soon. Thank you for joining me on the Up Your Wine Game podcast. Don't forget to sign up for your free cheat sheet at upyourwinegame.com. And do me a favor and leave a comment on iTunes. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, reach out at todd at upyourwinegame.com. In the meantime, take care, drink well, and be safe.